Yokoharyu circles the winter hawk net and starts to break forward. Skating up the right wing side, he'll gain the American line. Deeks into the middle, right to the net! Save made, rebound, score! Yeah, Yokoharyu led the rush down the right wing. A tremendous move to get in on Sarthal. On the wall, Iverson back to the right point. Yokoharyu, shot, score! And the defense shall lead them tonight. Third goal for the defenseman, it's Andre Yokoharyu. Hello everyone, this is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I'm Joe and I'm joined by Luke as always and this is Season 3 Episode number 43. Mm-hmm. Man oh man, we have done like double the episodes this year in Ooh. comparison to last year. Oh boy. Oh boy. I just had a little drip of coffee splash up on my glasses. What a shame. Yes. But yes, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't think that we were going to do another regular episode, but... Jason Bottrell making another trade and postponing the the jersey draft for another week. So mm-hmm. yep. we'll get to that soon, yep. but we got another... Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Yep. Hopefully, And every time we do an episode of the Charging Buffalo podcast, something happens. So I'm expecting Rasmus Ristolainen to get traded either tomorrow or the day after. Yep. The way things have been trending. Yep. We are indeed the oracles of Sabres media, if you want to call us the media. I guess so. I guess so. Uh... I got. I got. I'm on a rant for a yes, little bit here. Yes, so, yes, yes. When I was so driving in up. today, I almost got in a car accident because on my own street because this hooligan. He must have been like a landscaper or something. Mm. He had his truck parked on one side, and then like another thing, like a bed that you would put the yeah, lawnmower like on, on the kind other of side. Deals? Yes, I yes. hate those. Yeah. On the other side. Mm-hmm. And I got a little car. I got a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> and I can barely even squeak through. Right. And this guy, he's, he's walking. He must have been going to get his lawnmower or mm-hmm. something. Something out of the car. And Strapping on he, his just, he gives shoes. me a dirty look. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why are you parked on both sides? And then it doesn't help that down my whole entire street, mm-hmm. everyone is parked on both sides. You go anywhere else. Any other neighborhood. There's laws. Where There's you can't, laws. Yeah. You can't park on both sides. Right. Not on my my street for some reason. I don't understand. It's impossible. And it's always down, like, the straightaway mm-hmm. on the street mm-hmm. where, like, they're, on my street, there's no way at this part where, like, all these hooligans live that park on both sides, only one person can drive through. Mm-hmm. Only one car can fit through. Like, God forbid, two cars come at each other at the they same converge. time it's good luck <clears throat> but yeah i yeah. just want to rant about that but i did get an oreo ice cap today Damn. and they're elite and it made my day better so what if we do a tim hortons beverage draft we could um we could. you know what you should do uh when you're making the trek up maple road on the way to uh espn yarcio signs are like uh contact or call maybe they're maybe they're not there i see them on near my other work actually the uh Call Mike Pullen cards to fix these roads. I'm gonna call Mike. Call Pullen your Erie cards. County executive and let him know. Yeah, let him know. Say, hey man, the Bills Stadium is ten years off. Fix this now. We don't need you talking. Forget about the no. Bills Stadium. Fix the parking on my street. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. There was an accident on my street as well. Uh, right when I was leaving, I I was look I was walking out the door and I I heard like, I live on a busy street. I live on Walden. Full disclosure. Okay, so there's no room for play. Uh, I was a lonely child, uh, and I, you you just grow accustomed to that sound. Have you ever heard that, like the, yes. the car sound? And I heard it; it was distinct. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a it's like a pin dropping, Ooh. but in the distance. That's what it sounded like. Uh, and I looked around, and I'm like, I look at my mom, I'm like, you didn't hear that? And she didn't say anything, so I was like, okay. So I pull out, and lo and behold, there's there's lights up up the mm. old street. And, uh, yeah, there was, um, someone we know, his dad responded to it, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, without by. further ado. Yeah. The booty cheek of the week. Uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it, because our first topic of conversation is going to be the Henry Yoki Haru trade, and the booty cheek of the week is directly related to this, the second, the second, uh, People week. missed the last, week, last week's episode, new right. segment, booty cheek of the week, where we yes. highlight... An idiot in hockey or mm-hmm. anything else? Truly someone whose thought process can only be described by the human uh, derriere. And that, yes. this week, folks, is Chicago Blackhawks general manager Stan Bowman. You know, 
there was a time last season when maybe Bowman was going to get a little bit of a, a pass because the Blackhawks were surging towards a wild card spot. Made a good trade, got Dylan Strome. Right, right. Uh, Dabrinkit emerged. That was a Bowman draft pick. But uh, this trade, and plus, I mean, not only, not even just the Yoki Hardy trade. The Yoki Hardy trade was bad for the Blackhawks for, for the time yeah. being. It's not finished yet, remember it's that. definitely not finished yet, yes. But... The man's had a horrible offseason, too. I mean, the Saad trade as well. The Saad trade a few year, a couple years ago, that was Well, the horrendous. one getting him back. No, yeah. The Saad trade when they traded him to Columbus, mm-hmm. bad. The trade getting him back was even worse. Was even worse. They traded to get Andrew Shaw back. It was like, th- oh, Shaw, that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, Shaw. Shaw, sorry. They traded like three picks. Yeah, they traded like three picks. For Andrew Shaw. Round, one of them a second, second rounder. Too, which... Just I don't know. Brutal for Sh- Andrew Shaw, who's an, he's an instigator. For, he's a, but you're trying to get the he had gang. a good year last year too. But you're trying to get the gang back together, and that has proven to not work. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, this book is not written yet either. Kirby Doc going third overall. I mean, which was also we had said before. You had said before the draft. I mean, three through seven was a toss up anyway. Yeah. So whatever gets a pass for that. But we'll see. I mean, On the thirty-one podcast, mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman said, or was it Jeff Merrick? One of the two. They said that there was one team where their top three it was Capo Caco, Kirby Doc, Jack Hughes. Hmm. That had to have been Chicago, right? It had to be. Had to have been. Yeah. So yeah. Unless there was another team that would have picked Doc that high, but yeah. Anyways, then then you said there was another trade. Got Oli Mata right for Dominic Khan mm-hmm. Penguins, and I think Mata's getting paid around four million dollars for a few more years. And they also traded for Calvin DeHaan for some reason. Yeah, too. I forgot about that. So they're kind of like reshaping their defense through trades, and then there was no room for Henry Okiharu. So, I mean. They did draft Adam Bokvist last year, who's a right-handed shot defenseman. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to keep... I don't understand why they would trade Yoki Haru. I watched, during my break yesterday, I was watching, uh, like, behind the scenes of the 2017 draft, when the draft was in Chicago. And these guys were so high on Henry Yoki Haru. Like, if you remember, you saw Val Mackey was drafted by mm-hmm. the Flames. One of the questions that I think their head scout brought up was, would you take... Yoki Haru or Valimaki. And everyone was like, Yoki Haru. Hmm. And Valimaki went like 14th or 15th. He went a lot higher. Yoki Haru ended up going 29th. And hindsight, like, man, oh man, that, that's a great pick at 29, Henry Yoki Haru. And, like, all these guys are so high on him. Mm-hmm. And it's only been two years. The guy's only 20 years old. How He just turned 22, I think. How can you sour on him this quickly? Especially, like, after watching them talk about him, I could not believe it. And he played well for them in the beginning of the season, and then he went to the World Juniors, and then when Jeremy... It's Jeremy Colleton, right? Yes. Yes. Apparently, coach, he... he didn't, wasn't a big fan, sent him... They sent him to Rockford, and he still had pretty decent production in the AHL. 17 points in 30 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you... Points per game, it's probably about the same as Nylander. I have good news for you. He just turned 20. Yeah, he just turned 20. So he was playing in the NHL at 19, at 19. and having a pretty good year, but then yeah. Quenville gets I mean, fired. He had, he had 12 assists in like 30 games, something yeah. like that. Yep, 12, 38 games, yeah. I believe, yeah. So almost so, half a season. I love the trade. I was on the, I was at the beach when this trade mm-hmm. happened. And and it's a good time to be acquiring Finnish hockey players. Finland is on the rise nationally now, or and internationally. He won the World Junior Gold Medal on uh, this year. After beating USA, uh, also was on the same team as Askari Loxanen and Uko Pekalukinen. Assisted the golden goal as yeah, well. Kapo Kako. Mm-hmm. That so, clip you heard at the top of the show was from the WHL as well. There's mm-hmm. no clips. The only clip of this guy scoring is in Finnish. Yes. In, in, that's recent. So. It was in the World Juniors, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really, really like the trade. I didn't think, I expected Nylander to get traded. If you've been listening, I really thought that they were going to move him. I didn't think they were going to be able to get. A young player at the caliber of Henry Okiharu. Then uh, Sabres Twitter blows Nylander's Instagram post out of proportion and makes it seem like he hates Buffalo when mm-hmm. he's just... Or that interview he did. Yeah. Where, I mean, he's right. Can you blame him? He should have... They should have given him an opportunity by now. Mm-hmm. Like, a real opportunity. It didn't make any sense. Like, especially, like, yeah, Larson, Gergensen, Saboka, all these bums... 
that well, have been in Buffalo. Like, you mean to tell me that Nylander couldn't have been better than Zemgus Gergensen's? Come on. The part that I think people are reading too far into is when he said that Chicago can develop talent. They can. I think he's just, that's a thing you say when yeah. you're going to a new team. Exactly. It's, it's it's no different from saying, you know, if a quarterback gets traded, you know, I'm excited to be part of this coaching staff because, you know, they have a good rep- you know they have a good reputation for developing, you know, young guys and working with them. You know, it's, it's so different. Yeah, exactly. It's hockey, ho- hockey media relations 101. Go watch that on YouTube. Greatest <laughs> videos you ever watch. But yeah, Nylander, I think, truly I do think he'll be fine. I know everyone likes to poop on the guy walking out the door, but it's I understand the criticism of him, no doubt, but I still believe in him. I think he'll be fine. Change of scenery will do well for him, and I'm sure getting an opportunity to play with Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane will be nothing but good for him yeah. if he makes a team. He has to make the team, but... The book is still unwritten, though. Yeah, he's only 21. Especially for Nylander. That. We mm. don't know how Nylander's going to turn out. Mm. We and, have been saying that still. And people will bring up the comparison to Dylan Strome, how Chicago kind of took on a reclamation project, even though Dylan Strome put up great numbers in the AHL, was an AHL All-Star, one of the leading scorers in the AHL at the time, too. I mean... I, Dylan, I always thought Dylan Strome would still be a good NHL player, maybe not live up to third overall pick, but still very good. Nylander did not produce in the AHL, so I think it's a little bit of a different story, but still, I think Nylander will be fine. I think he'll definitely be an NHL player in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Just has to be given the opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, segueing out of that, um, the whole booty cheek of the week thing, I mean, wait, did you want to introduce the uh, exciting new news now? I, I, or, I had a little um, more to say about Okay, yeah, the go trade. for it. Go I, for I want to keep touching yeah, on this. Go for it. So, with the acquisition of Yoki Haru, this means that we have a lot of first the line and oh, yeah. also right-hand shot finish defensive. They also got Colin Miller this offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Brandon Montour acquired in February. They still have Casey Nelson and Zach Bogosian. So now we were last week we were talking about too many right shot D. Now there's just way too many. There's there's too many cooks in the kitchen here. So something has got to give. Something's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman on the Thirty One Thoughts podcast he said that uh, Ristolainen's name has been out there, but the pr- asking price is very high. And he also mentioned that Anthony Mantha could be a player that Buffalo has their eyes on. And Anthony Mantha is a guy that I have liked for a very long time and wanted them to draft in 2013. He's very much like Sam Reinhart. Am I wrong? He scored 50 goals in junior. Mm-hmm. He's a but he's a streaky scorer. guy. In he's the a NHL. goal scorer. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. still, he goes on eight game goal streaks and then and all goal scorers right do right. that. But I would definitely like Anthony Mantha in Buffalo. I really like what Bottrell has been doing this offseason. Mm-hmm. and I hope to God. We don't fire him if we miss the playoffs. I don't think they will because he he has a vision. I know people will he clearly think does, that yes. he does not have a vision because he's cold calculated with his decisions. He's an evil genius. E- an evil genius, yes. <laughs> so I, I think, I hope they don't fire him because right now, especially after this offseason with all the moves that they've made, acquiring Yoki Haru, getting Colin Miller... I mean, the VZ trade still is kind of puzzling to me. I don't think... I don't mind it. They, I don't think they needed to get him. I don't... Because... You know what? I'm not passing up on any kind of depth. Exactly. But I don't think they... They didn't necessarily need him. But we'll see. Maybe there's still other moves to be made. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I think with with the acquisition of Yoki Haru, I think Ristolainen's a goner, for sure. I, and we'll talk more about Ristolainen in a little bit. Maybe... I don't know. I still love the VC thing. I think this team. I don't looks, love it, but it, I think it's okay. It looks a lot worse without a guy like VC. I mean, VC had forty almost almost forty points last year. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty. And good. they need more more forty points. We do need more uh, depth production. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, that's a good thing though that the asking price is high for Ristolainen because if it happens, someone will. Then you know will pay the, the scale the scale of how much you budge. You know, what do you come down to? It still might be a pretty good return. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they can get a first-round pick and mm-hmm. a player out of it. I think you a have to. A good player, hopefully. Whether people want to admit it or not, Ristolainen is a good player, and you could you can see why. He's a valuable player. Yeah. You can see why a team would want him. He is 
a beast of a, a man. I mean, he's huge. He's a prototypical body type for a defenseman. Uh, points. He pick. Yep, he produces points. Uh, always getting forty points or something around there. I mean, say what you want about him, but still, a 40, 40 point defenseman is valuable. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and Buffalo's gonna have to replace that production. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jake Gardner could help out with that if they can afford him. But and like it's it's. It's true that a team that gets him is going to love him. If they're acquiring him, they love him. And there's reason to love Rasmus Ristolainen. I mean, I think it's... And I finally understand what people mean by he's not being used right. He's not a top-two guy. And yeah. he's going to go somewhere where he doesn't have to play that way. And um, I... You, you see, you're I just, think a team acquiring him, like, say, Edmonton, would use him, as, would be acquiring him as if he would be their top guy. A team like Edmonton, yes. Yeah. I think a but, team would be like, okay, we're going to get this guy and he's going to be a top pair. But I can also see a team like Tampa where the thinking is like, okay, we're going to get him and we're going to put him in a There's no reason for him role. to be on the top. Exactly. Yeah. Like if a team like Tampa gets him, they put him on their second or third pair mm-hmm. and he's still getting 40 points, people are going to be like, oh, what a horrible trade. I mean, he never was put in a position to be – a second or third pair guy until now, but now they they got Miller, they got Yoki Haru, and the writing's on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like he's gone, and I think Bottrell even said Yoki Haru can play right away, something like that, mm-hmm. or he's help right now. So, but there's also maybe they do hold on to him and they put Yoki Haru in Rochester, or if they maybe they keep Scandella and everyone else, and Lawrence Pilot ends up in Rochester to start. It's totally possible. If they do another year, one more year of, okay, let's put this thing in the slow cooker, Thompson's in Rochester, all these guys are in Rochester, and then next year they bring everyone up. I can totally see it. I'm going to be very upset if that is the case because you got to win now. you got to play your best players right now, and I think Yoki Haru can help you right now. Lawrence Pilot was one of their best defensemen last year as well. Like, should have been playing the whole time. So... Yeah. I have a question, and I, I tweeted this. Uh, might have been the day of the Yoki Hardy trade. I'm not sure. But with the moves that that Bottrell has made, and with those moves in consideration, if we move Ristolainen, are you content at this point if Scandella plays I think with the moves we've they're made They're going to have to keep him simply because... Unless they bring in another left-handed shot, your left side right now is Darlene McCabe. Pilots out to start. Who's going to be that third left-handed defenseman after Darlene and McCabe? You got Scandella and Hunwick. And you also have Bryson, who would be on the depth chart as well in Rochester. I think they're going to keep Marco Scandella. Mm -hmm. It's sad, but I think that's probably the case. Mm -hmm. Unless they bring in Jake Gardner, which would be very nice. But if you bring in Jake Gardner, maybe you're trading Jake McCabe to get a forward. I don't know. I, I still think there are a lot of moves to be made. I mean, at this point in free agency, what is a realistic term for Jake Gardner? It, probably one or two years. That's Jake right, Gardner year might maybe. be the Cody Franson of this offseason. Mm-hmm. It could very well hold out until the very late stages here. Mm-hmm. And there have been, I don't, I, won't, I don't want to say rumblings that Buffalo's interested in Gardner, but there, were, there was that fake account that surfaced last week that said that Buffalo, Winnipeg, and Montreal had interest. So Winnipeg could be a real threat because they need defensemen bad. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're, in, they, they're a team of interest for Ristolainen. I think we talked about uh, Winnipeg and Ristolainen last week. I don't know. I just I just do not see. I think last week I said I th- think they're going to keep him. But with the Yoki Haru trade, they're definitely trading him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They have to. You well, know I mean, they don't have to, because like I said before, in the nightmare scenario, they could just put Yoki Haru in Rochester, or maybe, maybe another one of these right-hand shot D can play on the left side. Just how knows. much longer can this saga go on? How much longer can this fire burn before being put out? You know what I mean? I mean, they should have traded Ristolainen last year when he had the value of getting a lot, where they could have gotten. Maybe I still think he has value. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I know everyone wants a legitimate number two center for him. That's probably not going to happen. 
but you never know. I mean, Bottrell has done very well in just about all of his trades since the O'Reilly trade. So. He has something. You know, like, Risto has that it thing that you can't you can't pinpoint, but you know, like, there's a reason why this guy, you know, is playing, and there's a reason why teams covet him so much. I'd, maybe I'm overrating him a bit, but I don't know. I want the guy to succeed, and I, I see why teams will think he's valuable, and I think that... Uh, He's just he's he's one of those guys who like around the league you know he could be a whipping boy a bit but he could be an important part of mm-hmm. a of a winning team especially. All right, now we can get to the oh exciting yeah news. Exciting well news. yeah folks um it's been in the works for a while but uh you know we've had uh some mingling with our, our friends over at Justice and Hockey and now uh they 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 are sponsoring the show yes. so uh yeah uh. Pretty cool. We've uh, they've been friends of the show for a while, friends of the brand, and uh, just like say, Charge Buffalo podcast with Luke and Joe is sponsored by Hockey Streetwear brand. Just Dishin, you can find a ton of modern design sabers, hockey, and Buffalo merchandise at justdishinhockey.com. That is justdishinhockey.com. No G at the end of Dishin. Use code TCB at checkout for ten percent off of any order. And these guys have a uh, Pretty cool selection of apparel, if I may bring up their site here. Just get the, the JDH logo. Whenever I see a JDH license plate, I think of these guys. So now that I say that, you will too. Um, but yeah, we've been working with these guys for a while. They are known for some pretty cool t-shirt designs, like the creation design. Yes, Jeff Skinner. One of my favorites. Uh, touching fingers with Jack Eichel. We got the Moneyball t-shirt here with... It came out last year around the uh, draft lottery time with Rasmus Dahlin. The creation flag as well. These guys don't just make apparel. They make accessories and whatnot. Fly that in front of your house. Uh, maybe cause some accidents on those uh, those tiny streets. Yes. People looking up yes. at it. Maybe you don't want to cause an accident, though. The Swedish defenseman crew neck. That's a big hit. I think. Uh, yeah, did I you buy that. one of the shirts, I, that I think? Well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Trey Kroner uh, Dalid there. The Sabres, the Sabre swords with uh, the, the three crowns. Of course. How about some shorts? It's summertime. You might want to get a new pair of swim trunks. The uh, Justice and Blue shirts with the old uh, striping there from the Sabres uniforms. Got a white one, too, with the Winter Classic striping. How about the Lose for Hughes t-shirt as well? If you're a Devils fan. If you're a Devils fan. <laughs> also have a mystery box here for 25 bucks. There's a lot of good little goodies in there. Anywho, go on Ooh, over that's to... Sa- that Sabretooth t-shirt. Yeah, nice. pretty cool uh, Sabretooth Shirt with the the 0506 colors. How about that? Uh, so, always great stuff from these guys at Justice and Hockey. It's like think summer of like, lineups coming soon, I believe too. Yep, yep. I think just, the 27th, maybe. I think so. Um, I mean, you'll be hearing more about it too in the coming weeks here on the Charge Buffalo podcast. But always go over to uh, Justice and Hockey. Go out, check them out, and uh, good guys over there. Oh yeah, cool stuff. It's like the it's like 26 shirts, but more consistent and all about the Sabres, so I guess that's how I can, the best way to describe it, you know? All right. Segwaying out of the booty cheek of the week to our friends who are not booty cheeks, Justin. Oh, yeah, correct. <laughs> oh, that music bed stopped a long time yes. ago. That stopped yes. like 15 minutes ago, <laughs> I hope. I hope we don't put it out that long. All right, now going back to someone who is booty cheeks, Yohan Larson, mm-hmm. signing a one-year extension yes. worth $1.55 million, so... Going into the offseason, I said, okay, it's time for change. They need to get Gergensons and Larson off this team. And heaven, lo and behold, they're back for one more year. Both of them are going to be unrestricted free agents at the end of next season. So hopefully it is all over after that. I feel like this will be the last year of the suffering. I hope. I have nothing more to say about Johan Larson. You guys know how I feel, okay? He's okay. He's fine, but can they do better than Johan Larson? Yes. Can they do better than Zemus Gergensen? Yes, yes. They are good penalty killers. They're good fourth-line players. But you have to make change. How long has Johan Larson been here? They traded for him in 2013, the lockout-shortened season. I think he was part of the Pominville trade. He was part of the Pominville trade. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he was reveled as a good prospect. He was the captain Mm -hmm. of Team Sweden. Him and Matt Hackett. Him, Matt Hackett, first-round pick, second-round pick. If you break that trade down just for the heck of it, the first-round pick they got turned out to be Zadorov. 
The second round pick they got turned out to be Vaslav Karabacek. <laughs> Matt Hackett turned into nothing, and Larson just fourth liner. So, I mean, they got Pominville back, but Larson can have a good career as a fourth liner. Yes, and you're right. He's not the worst player on the planet. I used to love Johan Larson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had that really bad year. The year that they finish in last, and everyone was bad. He was fine last year, but he's not a guy that's going to put points on the board. I don't. You know, and the I past don't. few years, you need like you look at the teams that are successful. Their fourth, third, and fourth line players produce. Like look at Winnipeg's fourth line last year: Cop, Lowry, and Tanov. Those guys, 20, 30 points. The Islanders' fourth line: Casey Sezika scored twenty goals. I mean, the Sabres aren't going to go anywhere until they get production out of their bottom six forwards. And that just was not happening with Gergensons and Larson last year. Gergensons can't finish anything. I mean, yes, they are very good penalty killers. I understand that. But you can find good penalty killers anywhere. It's not that hard. I don't even think I hate Larson. I, think I don't I, hate Larson. I'm sick of I, seeing I'm him. sick. Yes, you know, that's the thing. They need to make change. He's been here for like five years. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. They have to change. And there was that, that game during the 10-game uh, streak where... Yeah, the, he scored against Philly, then got in the fight right after. And then remember, I don't know if it was him or Gergensen's who just absolutely took a horrible slap shot to the knee or something. It was probably Gergens. It was an empty net and um, preserved the win, but just a slap shot was absolutely yoinked into them. But And maybe Ralph Kruger, I mean, Ralph Kruger very adamant that there's not a player on this team that can turn, that can't turn it around under him or something along those lines. Right. So let's hope that things change. I don't think mm-hmm. they will, but you're right, though. I'd much rather see Rasmus Asplund on this team than Johan Larson. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I He's okay, but they can do better. I'd rather see a younger player in here. I'll agree with you. Uh, Gergensen's couldn't finish the word goal if you spotted him the letters G-O-A. How was this guy? For, like, I don't understand how Zemis Gergensen's was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. And he had that good year in the tank year, and he only had, like, 30 points. Like, in, Oh, my God. They, they should have traded him like three years ago, Gergensen's. I don't understand how he's still here. But, yeah, it's time. Remember the Zemgis Gergensen's rap? I do remember the Zemgis Gergensen's. I do. Very good yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Good times when Zemgis Gergensen's was Buffalo's top prospect. I have a Zemgis Gergensen's all-star hockey card. Really? Yes. The black and green Wait, was that the first year of the three-on-three? It was, wasn't it? I honestly don't know. I think it was. Might have been the John Scott year. I was half No, it was not the John Scott year. The John Scott year was the first year of three-on-three. I was half paying attention that year because Sabres were horrible. They were horrible. And the lockout kind of killed my love for hockey for a bit. Mm -hmm. It might be another one in a couple years. (laughs) What are we going to do for the podcast when the lockout's here? My God! Let's talk about the Bills. We could turn <laughs> this into a Bills podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't. There's like no Bills podcast either out there that I know of. I don't listen to Bills podcasts, so I don't really know. So I never hear of any. Uh, shall we? How about we identify some teams that could be of interest for Rasmus Ristolainen, and then maybe think of some players. That could be in return. Okay. So why don't we um, fire up the old fire up cap, the old friendly. cap friendly, fire as up we the old say. Cap friendly. You know, if we ever make TCB merch, that has to be. Um, we got to do a uh, partnership with Cap Friendly and be like, fire up the old Cap Friendly. Yep. Well, I have one. I mean, look at this. I just pull up uh, armchair GM here, and an Edmonton Oilers fan, <sighs> the first for the first one, bring it up here. It says uh, year two after a Buffalo trade, so it was they they were like okay Ryan Nugent Hopkins and a fourth round pick to Buffalo. Now that's a bona fide number two center right there. Mm-hmm. Even I think Nugent Hopkins could be a number one center on a bad team mm-hmm. for Ristolainen and Connor Sherry. Hmm. You do that all day, right? Hundred yeah. percent Sherry oh, yeah. and. Yeah. and Ristolainen for Nugent Hopkins, and they're like with the VZ trade. I don't think there's room. They don't need both VZ and Sherry, so I definitely do that. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about Edmonton, let's let's bring up their depth chart here. 
Oh man, the Wi-Fi is just failing on us here. I am currently scrolling through a specific team here, looking um, at possible trade possibilities. All right, okay, here we go. Edmonton Oilers, who have like the fifth or sixth least amount of cap space in the league, and they suck. So that's very unfortunate for them. So if you look at their defense, they have Clefbaum, Larson, Russell, Nurse, Brandon Manning, Matt Benning, and Joel Pearson. So definitely room for Rasmus Ristolainen. And if you look at their right side, they have Adam Larson, Chris Russell, uh, Benning, and Pearson. So they have four right shot D, but they can definitely move on from one of them, I would assume. Ristolainen definitely would be in contention for one or two. He's definitely better than Chris Russell, Matt Benning, and Joel Pearson. So it'd be him or Adam Larson. Now, who would be expendable? I, I think Nugent Hopkins, they should definitely hold on to him, right? You would assume that they would try and keep a good forward in Nugent Hopkins, considering mm-hmm. that they're a, they don't ha, they don't have good forwards. Like if you look at their forwards here, McDavid, Drysaddle, really good. Milan Lucic, Milan Lucic is booty cheeks. Mm-hmm. Got Nugent Hopkins. So then you look at this: Gagne, Alex Chason, who they just signed to a two-year extension, Cassian, Martin, then Marcus Granlin, Jujar Kyra, Brodziak, Nigard, Yurko, Colby Cave, and Yassi Pugliarvi. I mean, it's a very weak forward core. And then, say they trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think they could use a defenseman like Ristolainen, but what are they going to give up? They're not going to give up a forward. Maybe they part with a guy like Kaylor Yamamoto or Tyler Benson or maybe... Pugliarvi. But again, is there room for Yessi Pugliarvi in Buffalo right now? I don't think so. No. I don't think, I don't really, I'm not really interested in that. All right, I got you. I like Kaylor Yamamoto, though. Or Benson. I like Tyler Benson a lot, too. I have a proposition for you, and I'm not saying I want this to happen. What do you think of this? I'm going to get creative here, okay? Rasmus Ristolainen to the Calgary Flames. Hmm. For James Neal's contract, mm-hmm. you so Valimaki mm-hmm. and a second-round pick. No. No? I would not do that. Okay. I I don't think – I'm sick of them taking on these ridiculous contracts. Just no. If anything, I mean, Buffalo is never the team dumping the contract. Like, can there be something like Ristolainen and then they're dumping off, like – I mean, there's not really a bad contract that they have to get off the books besides Oposo now, really. If you think about it, all right, gonna move on. What about Dallas? Da- I mean, I just clicked on Dallas. Dallas actually. says, "Ooh, the level spiked up there." I'm sorry. Dallas has had they've built a decent defense. If you look at their right sh- right side, they have John Klingberg, Roman Polak, and Julius Honka. So they could definitely use another top four right handed defenseman. Uh, oh, they also have Taylor Fadoon. Um, I don't really know. What does Dallas have to give up here? I mean, if they would be willing to part with a guy like Radic Faxa, who's definitely like a fringe second, third line center, he'd be a good fit. Twenty-five years old, under contract for one more year. I wouldn't mind him. Uh, they're not going to trade Rupe Hints, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. If you look in their system, they have Riley Tufty, who they just signed. I would love if Buffalo can get their hands on Ty Delandria. Denis Gurianov, 22 years old. He's going to be an RFA at the end of next season. I wouldn't mind him. Jason Robertson, a good forward prospect as well. Uh, nothing really as far as defense prospects go, but Dallas could be a fit there. Issa Lindell got paid. He did, yes. Wow. What do you get, $5 million? $5.8 million, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Again, I don't really watch a lot of Dallas, but... Five point eight million for six I think years. His underlying numbers are very good. Wow, there's not a whole lot on Dallas I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, facts will be nice, but that's it's only thirty points. I mean, it's better. It would than have what, to be futures. It's better than what yeah, Ty Delandria is. What immediately comes to mind? Um, he, Delandria would be. A, I, I love Ty Delandria. I think mm-hmm. he'd be an awesome player. I think they drafted him very high, but I think he could be like. An amazing third line center or even second line center, but they have cousins and uh, cousins of Middlestat now, so maybe there's not a need for another center prospect. 
like that. Uh, Vancouver could be another mm. team, maybe. But yeah. they don't have a ton of cap space. Uh, what do they have right now? Vancouver has about $5 million in cap space. They still have to sign uh, Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Maybe I, I don't think they would trade Brock Besser, but I wouldn't put it past Jim Benning to be like, okay, Rasmus Mishalainen is a top-pairing defenseman. There's one team, one or, there's a few, there's a handful of teams that I think would overpay for Rasmus Ristolainen, and I think the Vancouver Canucks could be just that. And would they pay Brock Besser? I think Brock Besser would be an amazing, amazing fit in Buffalo. Put him on a line with Eichel and Skinner, perhaps. I think you're looking great. Uh, in terms of other fits, for I really don't like anything on their defense. They're not going to trade Quinn Hughes. I bet they wouldn't mind trading away Nikolai Goldobin, but I'm not a big fan of him. Jake Vertanen, I would take a flyer on him. I wouldn't mind him at all. Sven Berchi wouldn't be bad. I mean, Bo, if they can get Bo Horvat, my God, that would be fantastic, but I don't really see them trading him. You look at guys in their pipeline, Adam Gaudet, Cole Lind, um, nothing much. They did sign Justin Bailey, though. Uh, look at their defense, they got... Yulevi, Jet Wu down there, uh, Mikey DiPietro as well. So nothing nothing major out in Vancouver. What about Nashville? Nashville, I skipped over them uh, just because, I mean, they're, they're moving contracts out. Yeah. You know? I think they have enough defense. I think they're beyond the point of stacking up on defense. I think they saw last year that offense might have been their problem. You look at their right side, though, they did trade away P.K. Subban. They have Ryan Ellis now. They have Steven Santini, Dante Fabro, and Yannick Weber, and Matt Irwin. So they don't really have a t- another. They have only one top four right shot D. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're thinking. I think Fabro will be on their team though because yeah, they, sure. they need ELC guys mm-hmm. at this point contributing. Well, they move a guy like Ali Tolvin in. Maybe Finn for a Finn. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. See, at this point, I'm thinking they're just getting futures for Ristolainen. and that's really. What I'm thinking. The most entertaining team, though, the one that makes the most sense is Winnipeg. Yes. And I've been hovering over them right now. Ehlers seems like the obvious one. Once Winnipeg signs Line A and Connor, they're going to have probably like $4 million in cap space, and Mm -hmm. they still have to sign Andrew Kopp. Ehlers is the forward who makes the most sense. That frees up a lot of money for them. Um, What about Jack Roslovic? Maybe. Um, Didn't he, he? I feel like he requested a trade, right? I think I heard that. I don't remember hearing anything about that. Um, but Roslovic could be a target. Maybe Cop. Why not give us the rights to Cop? I would love to get Cop. Uh, I, I mean, it could work. Matthew Perot seems to be the name that's that's. I don't think at this point quite a bit. with the signing of, uh, my God, uh, Marcus Johansson, I forgot about him. I don't think they can bring in a guy like Matt Perot anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think they'd be able to afford it on the cap. In in, in a dream world, Brian Little would be cool, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they would move him. Yeah, I, I hope they wouldn't move him as a Jet fan. But uh, the Winnipeg defense is, is going to be a struggle for time being with Bufflin, Kulikov, uh, Josh Morrissey. I always forget about him. Uh, Bolu hopefully will get some playing time. Sammy Niku is going to make the jump. Maybe this is the year for Logan Stanley. It, they might have to be, mm-hmm. but. One team that is always connected to Rasmus Ristolainen is the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you look at their defense, their left side stacked. Hedman, McDonough, they re- they brought Coburn back. Mikhail Sergachev is there. But you look at their right side, not too good. They have Eric Chernak, Jan Ruda, Luke Shen, and Luke Witkowski, who can also play right wing. Not a lot there on the right side. So I don't know what you're asking for. I know Buffalo, I think word was they're not moving him to Tampa unless they get Mikhail Sergachev back, which would be great because they're adding another top four left shot D. And then your top four defenseman would be, you got Darlene and Sergachev on the left side, and on the right side you got Montour, Miller, and then you got Yoki Haru too, with Ascari Loxon and not too far behind when he gets his entry-level deal. So... That'd be cool. Um, I'm sure Tampa would like to get a guy like Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat off the books. They're all getting paid at least $5 million. Personally, I would love 
a guy like Anthony Sorelli or Matt Joseph. But, yeah, those are some guys. And if we're talking guys from the Syracuse Crunch, Taylor Radish, Alexander Volkov, Mitch Stevens, those are a few expendable prospects, I guess. So have you seen anything else? How would you feel about a one-for-one wrist alignment for Travis Konechny? I'd do it. I think I would. Too. I don't know if the Flyers would, but I would. Konechny's an RFA right now. I love Travis Konechny. I've talked scene, about if, him a lot. But if, if they're one trade, this one makes the most sense. Well, how, what do they got on the right side on defense? On the right side, uh, I don't know exactly what handedness these guys are. Oh, there we go. Oh, All they right. sorts it for you. Nice. Niskanen is a right shot. Justin Braun. Uh, mm, Sandheim. They. I don't think they need first line in that guess. Because if they didn't trade for Niskanen, maybe, but they definitely don't need him now. What a shame. Uh, what up, Pittsburgh? No, Pittsburgh doesn't really make sense, I don't think. Maybe. Uh, the Wild. You mm. can always bring up the Minnesota Wild in any trade discussions. This will probably be the last team that we'll bring up here. On the right side, they got Dumba, Spur. Oh, they don't need Ristolainen. They don't. Dumba and Spurgeon is a really good top four, especially for the right side. And they also have Greg Pattern and Brad Hunt. Yeah, Minnesota is probably not a fit here. Unless, yeah, I don't. I don't see Minnesota as a fit. So yeah, yeah. Winnipeg, Tampa, uh, Philly. No, not really Philly. What were the other teams? I don't even remember. Edmonton, definitely. I brought up Calgary. Calgary. Uh, you said Philly. Philly, not really. Calgary. They got Brody Hamannick. Michael Stone and Rasmus Anderson on their team as well on the right side. So, yeah, that's... Get Rasmus Anderson. Yeah, Rasmus for Rasmus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about some off-season winners and losers before we wrap up here. So, I think... Well, Buffalo first. Definitely a winner. Yeah. Right? You mm-hmm. got... Bring, bring in Colin Miller, Marcus Johansson, Henry Okiharu. They didn't really lose much at all, really. Nothing no, of just Jason Pominville. value. They lost Pominville. He traded away Nylander, but you got a very nice young player in Henry Okiharu. Mm-hmm. I think one winner here, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Definitely. With their backs up against the wall, I mean, they did have to trade a first-round pick to get Marlowe off their hands, but you, you bring in Tyson Berry, you did lose Nazem Kadri, but you got a nice centerman, Alex Kerfoot. They got out from under... Uh, Kita Zaitsev's contract at the cost of Connor Brown, but I think they did upgrade Zaitsev into Cody Cece, who's a much better defenseman in my opinion. Uh, they did bring in Jason Spezza mm-hmm. as well. So, not a bad offseason for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They do have to sign Mitch Marner, but I do think they are a better team now. They did lose a very nice player, Nazem Kadri, but they got a nice center back and they upgraded their defense. That which was very important for them. This might be the last year for them to be competitive team. A very, I mean, their cup window. I, w- I should say their the cup. Win- yeah, their cup window is closing already, which is shocking. But I don't know about that. Uh, I think that's a little far. What if they lose Tyson Berry? They're, they they'll probably lose Tyson Berry. They have guys in the system though can, that can. Do they really though? Rasmus Sandin. They went. They went defense heavy recently. Mm-hmm. Let's bring up. Lewis. I know you don't like Timothy Liljegren, but I mean, he's in there. Morgan Riley only has two years left on his contract. Everyone else is either UFA or RFA. CC, Muzzin, Tyson Berry. They're all going to be unrestricted free agents. You're probably going to lose one or two of those guys. Uh, Dermot, you got who's very good. Mm-hmm. I like Travis Dermot. Frederick Anderson is going to be a UFA at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Horton comes off your books next year. But uh, you look in their system, Brocko will probably be on the team. Dragachinsev will be there. Sandine Lilligren, Mac Hollowell. Like, they have some decent prospects, but I think that's going to catch up to them soon. Look at their reserve list here. Nothing really jumping off the page. J.D. Greenway they've got. Uh, Miko Koken. I for not having a first round pick this year, they did very well. They got Nick Robertson, who I was I thought first round pick definitely. They got him in the second round, and in the third round they got Miko Kokinen, who some thought could be is a first round talent. 
and they do have Emilio Rassen in as well. So they do have some good prospects, but like imagine if they if they sign Marner to a four or five year deal and he goes right into unrestricted free agency. They could lose Marner and Matthews in the same year, potentially five years down the road. Is that the sacrifice they're going to make to sign him? They might have to. They might have to. But I, I don't like how things are trending. These young players are going right into unrestricted free agency. Aho gets the five-year deal. Uh, Marner's probably going to get a five-year deal. Matthews gets a five-year deal. Better hope that the Sabres sign Rasmus Dillon to an eight-year deal next year when they're able to. So... Uh, another winner. We'll do another winner, and then we'll pick a few losers. The Rangers. The New York Rangers, definitely a winner. Undisputed Kings, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Buffalo, probably top five mm-hmm. as far as offseason winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Rangers are the undisputed number one, in my opinion. They they steal John Davidson as their president from Columbus. They got Artemi Panarin. Mm-hmm. They traded for Adam Fox. They got Kapokako. They brought over Kravtsov and Shesterkin from Ru- from Russia. They're in uh, their system. Not well. They were were in their system, but now they're like they're there. You don't gotta wait for them anymore. I have a winner for you, actually. Okay, the New Jersey Devils. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Subban, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I thought very they had nice a very nice issues. draft too. Mm-hmm. Outside of Hughes, uh, some losers. Florida Panthers. They they did get better, but long term. But some of those contracts are a risk. Nolachari isn't signed for that long, but I mean Connolly might blow up in their face. Yeah, that might be a tough one. Uh, Bobrovsky, I think I don't think there's any that's questioning to that that's going to blow up in their face mm-hmm. probably in a year or two. Mm-hmm. I mean that's going to be horrible. Ten million, like, and he didn't even have a good year this year either. Mm-hmm. He was good like towards the end, but. Man, oh man, what a bad contract. Uh, no playoff track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Jackets, it, by itself, by losing all those guys, were kind of losers. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who who else really stunk up the joint as far as offseason goes? Um, mm. The Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Edmonton. Kind of losers. They didn't really add do anything. They weren't able to move any of their contracts, any of their big contracts, really. They did buy out Andre Sakara. I think Dallas is a winner this offseason as well. They got Perry and Sakara, who were bought out. Still decent players, but they're on great contracts now. They did get Pavel, uh, Joe Pavelski as well. Um, what I want, We got to talk about this. The Kevin LeBanc contract. Right. Oh, that was how was that? One year, one million. Johan Larson makes a lot more money than Kevin LeBanc, five hundred grand. Maybe there is a handshake agreement there that hey, you give us this one year of a little bit of cap relief, you know, play for a million dollars, and we'll get we'll do you a solid next year. Okay, I think there there is thought around hockey circles that that might be the case that they're like, okay, we got a deal, we'll give the we'll give you this when you're eligible for an extension in January. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. I, I remember what I want to say now. So Brian Duff was on the Instigators last week, and he mentioned that he brought up like an analogy where you're in like first grade, you're learning addition and subtraction. You don't go into subtraction until you're done learning about addition. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, they're adding right now. Mm-hmm. When are they going to start the subtraction? That's a good point. When are they going to start trading guys away? Because you look... Montour, they gave up Gooley. I mean, was he going to be on the team? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, the Miller trade, they didn't give up anything. They gave up draft picks. Uh, Yoki Haru, they gave up Nylander. Was he going to be on the team? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and Vizi, they gave up Futures, a third-round pick. When are they going to start trading away guys that are on this team? I think a good way to gauge it is when or how many Tim Murray guys do we still have. Once all those guys are gone, then I think that's that's when the next phase happens. Because all the guys who have been moved out have been Tim Murray guys. Basically, yes. Brennan Gooley is one that immediately uh, jumps off the head. Alex Nylander. 
you know. So well, they're going to keep Ryan Hurt and Eichel, I mm-hmm. would hope. But well, those are two complete. They still guys. have. I think they have more Darcy guys than Murray guys at this point. <laughs> let me bring let me bring Cap friendly again. Jurgensen's uh, okay. Wait. Eichel is a Murray guy. Skinner's Bottrell. Oposo's Murray. Uh, Johansson's Bottrell. Reinhardt is Murray. Saboka's Bottrell. Sherry's Bottrell. Vizi, I guess a little bit of both. But Gergensen's Larson. They're Regeer. Uh, Rissalainen is Darcy Regeer. Uh, Jake McCabe is Darcy Regeer. Allmark is Darcy Regeer. They have a lot of Darcy guys, though, which is shocking. But I, when are they going to start moving guys out? I get nobody wants the garbage. Nobody wants the garbage, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bottrell is sitting here in September and he still ha- hasn't been able to move any of these guys out. Mm-hmm. You look at all the trade deadlines the past three years when we're all like, how come they're not making trades? Nobody wants these guys. Buffalo can add. They have picks. They have prospects. They can trade for guys if they want. But... Like, there are too many guys here right now. Mm-hmm. They have too many players. They have too many defensemen. Teams are always looking for defensemen. I could definitely see a team wanting Jake McCabe or, I don't know, Will Borgen, maybe. I don't think they should trade Will Borgen and keep him, but team could want Jake McCabe because he's young, he's okay, but is the team going to be like, okay, give me Zach Bogosian, who's already hurt as it is. Give me Marco Scandella. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So they might be stuck with these guys for one more year. But yeah, you got any parting thoughts on that? <clears throat> no, I mean I don't think the moves are done flat out. Yeah, I don't think they're done by any means. I do not think they're done mm-hmm. because the, again they have too many defensemen. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot to mention Ristolainen in, in that category because teams will definitely. Want him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anything else before we get into some questions here? No, no, let's get into some uh, All right, we went listener to, questions. We went to Twitter asking for some questions here. Uh, first one from Jordan, why aren't you on Google Play? Well, Jordan. We never looked into it. We never looked into it. Mm-hmm. But now, since you bring that up, we are going to look into it. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get on that ASAP. Uh, Tyler wants to see some line combinations and D pairings. So, you want to do that really quick? Sure. Yeah. Um, fire up the old cap friendly again. Fire up. Bring the up old... an armchair GM. Bring up, create a team. Okay. Buffalo. All right. So, uh, should we apply under the assumption that this is the team? Yes. Okay. So, uh, this is not what we want, it's what we think. How about that? Yes. Okay. Lines. All right, All right. Bring, this, bring this bad boy up here. So, oh, man. We probably should have done this in advance. Man, oh, man. Okay, uh, top line. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll do this on the fly for you guys. We'll do this on the fly. We'll try. We'll try. Actually, you do yours. I'll okay. answer the next question. Yeah. Okay, we'll, yeah, do, it. That we'll good. do it like that. Okay. Uh, this one comes from our friend Curtis, newest contributor of the Charging Buffalo. Assuming the current roster and he stays healthy for 82 games, over or under 91.5 points for Jack Eichel this year? That's a great question, Curtis. Is the team good? Is the team in a position where they're almost in the playoffs? Because I don't think Eichel's hitting 91 points if the team the Buffalo Sabres, are another cellar dweller again. I am going to go out on a limb and say over 91.5 points for Jack Eichel. What say you? Uh, I'm going to go with just under. Mm-hmm. He'll mm-hmm. be hovering around 91. Mm-hmm. It'll be close. I'm going to go with over, though. I'm thinking, like, 90, as petty 90. as that sounds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Who is your dark horse to make the roster... And then this is from Connor, by the way. And then he mentions Erasmus Asplund and Andrew Ogilvy. Ah, dark horse to make the roster. This is tough. Uh, It's hard to tell right now because, again, they have so many players on the roster right now where there might not be, they might not be in the position where a guy like an Andrew Ogilvy can make the team. But I got one. Uh, Jean Sebastian Dea. Okay. D- JD, JSDA, JSDA, JSDA. <laughs> uh, dark horse. I'm gonna go with Jacob Bryson. 
I'm gonna. That's a bold pick. How far are you on your um, roster right here? Not that far. I had to drag some guys up and whatnot. Uh, uh, sorry. Fiddle with okay. this a little bit. Uh, this one comes from Steven. What player would you rather get back in a wrist line and trade? Tyler Johnson, Nick Ehlers, or Ricard Raquel? I'm going to go with Ricard Raquel, although I don't think the Anaheim Ducks would trade Ricard Raquel for Rastus Ristolainen, but I would pick him. And in this order, I would go Raquel, Ehlers, Tyler Johnson. I'm going to go Raquel. I Honestly, I was going to say the same exact mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyler Johnson is a realistic uh, potential target, too. Tampa clears a little bit of cap. Actually, if they get Ristolainen back, they're taking on a little bit, but you got to move money out to bring him in. Uh, next one comes from Joe. Will we finally have a player who surprises and overperforms all season? If so, who do you think it will be? Man, this is a great question. Because mm-hmm. when was the last time there was a guy that kind of came out of nowhere and exceeded expectations? Like, in a good way, not underperforming. I think uh, Victor Olson. Victor Olson is going to be the guy. He's got high expectations on him. In fact, people should probably temper their expectations. I think Tage Thompson Tage will exceed Thompson? expectations okay. because I think expectations for him are extremely low. People are, have already given up on him. Uh, I really, I think he'll be fine. I, can he score 15 goals next year? I think that's a realistic ask for him. That'd be nice. I think... I think Darlene could exceed expectations, honestly. could Darlene can get 50, 60 points next year. And, like, if Darlene's picking up 60 points next year, is one of the highest-scoring D-men in the league, I think you're in pretty good shape. Uh, what about Carter? I think maybe Carter Hutton could have a, a big year, depending on how well the defense plays in front of him. He could have a nice season as well. Look at when he was in St. Louis that last year. He had one of the highest save percentages in the league, so... That's nice. Uh, Tyler asks, is Risto a good enough asset to convince Seattle to take on Kyle Oposo in the expansion draft? Well, Tyler, um, I don't think Ristolainen will be here when the Seattle expansion draft happens, so I don't think that's happening. Uh, John asks, what kind of split are you expecting between Hutton and Allmark this year? And is this the last or close to... Oh, man, okay. It, it, okay, uh, worded differently here. Uh, is this the last shot for Linus Allmark to be a starter? Uh, I'll start with the your last question there. Uh, I think this is Linus Allmark's last chance to be a starting goalie because I think they're going to give him a one-year deal, or this is what should happen. If he has a bad year, they should give him a one-year deal this offseason, and if he's not good enough, move on. Don't commit to him long-term yet because if he's not good, you still have Hutt- Carter Hutton for one more year after this year. And then you're, you'd be stuck with Hutton and Allmark for another year. If they're garbage next year, you're stuck with them for another one. So you got if they got to move on from one of the two, if it doesn't work out again this year and they have to find somebody. I mean, Lukanen probably won't be ready the year after this. So Okay, I have my, my lineup ready. Okay. Go All right. <clears throat> so first line is Jack Eichel, Marcus Johansson, and Jeff Skinner. My second line is Casey Middlestat, Victor Olofsson, and Sam Reinhart. Third line, Zemgis Gjergensens, Connor Sherry, and Tage Thompson. And fourth line, Johan Larson, Scott Wilson, or I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy, Johan Larson, Jimmy VC, and Kylo Pozo. My defense, and things keep... Cat finally keeps screwing things up. Uh, no, get out of there, Scandella. Jeez. Get out of there, Scandella. Uh, oh, wait, no, I need wrist. Get out of there. Okay, okay, here we go. Defense. Rasmus Dahlin, Brandon Montour, Colin Miller, Henry Yokiharyu, and Zach Bogosian, Marco Scandella. Can you uh, keep, keep yeah. going? I got to finish yeah. up my... I mean, Cat Friendly's being a doofus right now. Uh, Some of this might just be error to not... It could. It's just a lineup, too. Obviously, not the pairings on defense. Obviously, just from first look, it's not how it's going to be. But uh, 
I don't even want Scandella on the team. I'm going to see if I could this actually... This is just under the assumption that there are no more trades. Right. Uh, you know what? I... And again, you said realistic, not what we want. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know if they're going to put Pilot up here to start the year. I, I don't know. Um, well, to start the year, he's hurt, too. So Correct. So this... Okay, so opening night, this well, could make okay, sense. Okay, so I'm going to put... For mine, I'm putting Pilot and Bogosian on the IR. So we'll start like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm still. Uh, let's just. Mind. I'm just gonna keep looking here. I would love. What if Jacob Bryson just comes out training camp? I wouldn't be surprised. Shocks everyone and makes. Would not team. be surprised whatsoever. Uh, I mean, goaltenders. You don't even have to go over that. Uh, we know who's gonna be here. Scandella is that wild card though because yeah I don't want him in the lineup but I can't take him out because he's probably gonna be here he's exactly probably gonna be in the lineup uh, CJ Smith won't be in the lineup I don't even know if CJ is ever gonna get a fair shot up here honestly yeah. I really wanted to put Rasmus Asplund I want Asplund on the team yeah yeah but I I don't know I mean. Asplin would be a much better contributor than Larson or Gergensen's. I have zero doubts in my mind about that, just based off skill alone, not just scoring and whatnot. It's it's tough because I gotta think like the team here. I have my extra forwards are are Scott Wilson and Vladimir Sabotka. Let's hope that Sabotka doesn't have to get into the game. It's the final year of his contract, though. But. I, 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 Cap Friendly is being a goof, so I accidentally had Scott Wilson in for Jimmy VC. Scott Wilson's just never going to get a fair shake in this league, I'll tell you that. Tage, I have back on the wing, of course. Um, and hopefully you guys can put together that, you know, uh, it was left wing, center, right wing, the way I was reading that in some ways. I don't know. But, you know, you know where the center should be. There are way too many players on this team. Yeah, we have tons there of guys. There are way too many. Oh my goodness! I don't know if there's a little breakdown anywhere or, um, of how many contracts we have, but I am looking roster size twenty four. Is that my roster though that I like made? I'm like a grandpa with cap friendly. <laughs> you are my grandson, and you are teaching me. Let me see. Let what me is see. this here, Billy? Really? See roster size. Yeah, twenty four guys. Yeah. Oh. Okay, you have two many. You have one too many. One too many defensemen. Yeah, one too many defensemen here. Two, four, six. Eight, you have nine defensemen. You oh, you didn't. You didn't sign. Okay, uh, you had to sign Jake McCabe and oh, Rodriguez wow. and and I Altmark. didn't have McCabe. Well, yes. there we go. You know what, Scandella? Scandella, get your booty out of there. That's right. Wow. Okay, I'll do mine. I'll give mine while uh, while mm-hmm. you're doing that. Well, I'm just gonna throw throw uh, Rodriguez in there for. Uh, for Larson, he's not going to play every night. And then McCabe in there for Scandella. Okay. This is my lines. Sorry, I, we probably should have done this beforehand, but we'll do it. Okay. For top line for forwards, Jeff Skinner, Jack Eichel, Victor Olofsson on the right side. Lethal line right there. I think that will be good. Uh, second line, Casey Middlestat centering Marcus Johansson and Sam Reinhart. I think that's a good line. Definitely putting Casey Middlestat in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. Give him two good wingers there. Third line, I got Jimmy Vesey on the left wing, Rodriguez centering, and then Connor Sheary on the right side. That's a decent third line. I'll, I give that a thumbs up. Fourth line, Tage Thompson, Johan Larson, and Kyle Oposo. Uh, on defense, you got Darlene and Colin Miller, Jake McCabe, Rasmus Ristolainen, Marco Scandella, and Brandon Montour. Scratches Casey Nelson, R2 Rutzelainen, and Zemix Gergensen's on the IR, Lawrence Pilot, and Zach Bogosian. So, with this, CJ Smith goes to Rochester. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to like that. Remy Ali goes to Rochester. Scott Wilson goes to Rochester. Sabotka goes to Siberia. Um, Kurtz Lazar, JSDA go to Rochester as well. Uh, Yoki Aryu would have to go to Rochester in this circumstance. I don't know if he can play the left side. But, uh, and Ten- not Tennyson, oh my god. Hunwick. Hunwick goes to Rochester, too. So, there are too many cooks in the kitchen here. Uh-huh. Guys gotta go. I don't know what they're gonna do, but there are way too many players here. Way too many. Mm-hmm. So, Jason Bottrell's still got his hands full here. 
and let's hope that people would be willing to take on some of these guys. You got anything else you want to add before we close out here? No, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day. Good day. Yes. So by the way things are trending, uh, there's gonna be a trade tomorrow or the day after. Because uh, last week we did a podcast on Tuesday. No, on Wednesday. No, it was Tuesday. Uh, it was Tuesday, and then they made the trade on... No. What was it? I think it was Monday. No, we did it on Monday, and then they made the trade on yeah, Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, Monday. So, yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So, yeah. Maybe we're slying gets traded in a couple days. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, that's it for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. We'll be back soon for the Jersey Draft. Uh, maybe if we keep promising the Jersey Draft people, uh, they'll make a trade, and then we'll have to do another legitimate podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try and get some guests on for this, so it's not just the two of us, but make it an interesting draft. Big-time Jersey Draft. Uh, yes, follow Charging Buffalo, Twitter, Instagram, Charging Buff. Follow our new sponsors, Justition, Uh forgot their twitter handle i'll pull it up <laughs> but yeah uh you can listen to the podcast on apple podcasts apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify spotify soon to be google play soon to be google we'll, we'll work see. on that yeah uh yes okay justition it's uh at justition on twitter uh, and use code tcb at checkout for 10 percent off of your order um, if you can follow me on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL. You can follow Luke on Twitter as well, LVKETCB. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll be back soon for another episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast, and we will see you all in the next one. <laughs>